Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, how are you? Ashley, I'm still working on my voice, but I'm here. (laughs) Girl, you know, we celebrate Black beauty, love, friendship, humanity, joy, 365 days a year. But Avi, it's Black History Month, and we are dedicating our recaps to us. And on that note, we will continue to do so with today's recap of Harlem. Yes. And to that point, Ashley, I just like to highlight that because it is Black History Month, we do not have to always talk about the struggle. You know what I mean? You see, I didn't say Black trauma in that statement. We, you hear that, HBO Max? <laughs> 12, years, <laughs> 12 years of slave added to our playlist. And then you got Zendaya out here giving us heartbreak every week with euphoria, but I digress. Um, <laughs> let's get to Harlem, which is much, much lighter. 10 half hour-ish episodes that dropped on Amazon Prime on December 3rd, 2021. Quick summary, guys. Four ambitious best friends, Camille, Ty, Quinn, and Angie, navigate relationships and careers. Executive produced and created by Miss Tracy Oliver of Girls Trip, Little, Awkward Black Girl, love to see it, cast, Laura. Megan Good, or as my brother used to call her, Megan Looks Good as Camille. (laughs) Been good, okay. (laughs) We have Grace Byers as Quinn, love Grace. I love love seeing her in a role that does not traumatize me the way that she did on Empire. She's such a beautiful soul. She has a very unique story too. Did you know both of her parents are deaf? No, I did not know that. I need to look more into Grace now. But she stars as Quinn. We have Shaniqua Shande, who is a new actress for me, as Angie. Yeah. We have Jerry Johnson, also new for me, as Ty. We have Tyler Lepley, also new for me, as Ian, because I did not watch P-Valley. P-Valley, I was going to say, yeah. We have Robert Richard, now that's throwback, as Sean, okay? Very much. Very <laughs> much so. But he has maintained. His like, looks, has he sis? No. Has he aged? Him and Megan, I'm like... I- Oh, that's crazy. Y'all yes. keeping it black people in general. Essence Atkins just turned 50, and I'm like, sis, Girl. you look amazing. Good, good. Speaking of our 90s sitcom stars, okay. Um, we have Sullivan Jones as Jameson, we have the Jasmine Guy as v. Patricia. V. We yes. have Whoopi Egot Goldberg. Love seeing her in this show. I love it. Dr. Pruitt. We have Wani Feliz as Isabella. We have Kate Rockwell as Anna. And we have 
Andrea Martin as Robin. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 95% critic score, which is excellent, 76% audience score, and 83% of Google users fuck with this series, Delora. Give me your grade, girl, for Harlem season one. It gets an A. I love the vibrancy of all the characters, of even the sets. Like Quinn's condo was all pink and Megan was all red. I just loved the vibrancy and the energy of the show. It was a lot of fun. I enjoy meeting new actresses, um, especially Ty. She was my favorite, even though she was messy AF. But <laughs> I, I love seeing Whoopi. I love seeing uh, real life friends, uh, Grace and Megan work together. Like I, I, it was a good, good time. And can we talk about Camille's uh, choices? They were all like very good looking men. So, you know, you need a really, you need good eye candy for these type of shows, you know? Oh, we definitely appreciate it. Listen here. Um, and I just love seeing, um, lastly, again, you got Jasmine and Guy and Whoopi like talk about some really great um I don't want to call them throwback but you know I just love seeing seeing them play in this new arena Jasmine Guy deserves more roles she lit up the screen for me every time she stepped on so I really enjoyed her but we're on the exact same page girl this got an A from me was not sure when I first started it how it would stack up to our previous series we recap yes. Run the World. Yes. It was an inevitable comparison since it was also for Black women living and loving in Harlem. Yes. But this series really had its own flavor. To your point, I love this cast. They were so relatable and touching on issues that are very important and relevant, such as gentrification and disparities in healthcare for Black people. So I really feel like they elevated their story to the extent that you know hard and fast a for me you guys did a great job hope there's a season two all right spoiler alert delora and our listeners as we get into the good good of this 10 episode series so delora we start the season narrated with one of our four leads camille an adjunct professor of anthropology at columbia aspiring for a full-time position who kind of builds a bridge between this project and our last recap, Think Like a Man, when talking about the female-led <laughs> tribe of the Masuo and yeah. the modern-day man deficit in her city of Harlem. Delora, did the Masuo tribe sound like a tribe you would enjoy being a part of? Oh, that was a question I wasn't expecting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I hang around, you know, boss ass chicks. So why, why not? You know, <laughs> that's my aesthetic. Okay, that is my environment. That is my aesthetic. <laughs> I love it. Actually, one thing I can say is that this show made me do a deeper dive on this tribe because I was like, do they really exist? What are the real origins? All this stuff. So while it sounded 
more ideal in the show. There are some some downsides to it from some articles that I read, such as the idea See, I didn't of do this. Okay. I, but, I, so that's why I'm giving. I'm just giving you this from my. This is what it's. I, you know, we both go down Google rabbit holes when we watch a series, and this was like my Google rabbit hole for this series. They they just there's no case of them not procreating and having children. Like having children is a just the thing and so to not have children is like an absurd concept so as forward I guess thinking one could say they are in terms of you know having a women-led community and all these things I felt like that was a little problematic for me personally in terms of like would I want to live in this environment if I choose not to have children that's my choice you know what I'm saying so that's just me though still from the show's perspective there were some perks okay walking marriages sound all right to me <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so our other three leads Delora your favorite Ty created Q a dating app for queer people of color but she tends to date models and IG influencers herself <laughs> Angie a singer but living on on Quinn's couch which our fourth of our foursome Quinn is a trust fund kid who's a clothing designer and boutique owner what were your first impressions of our foursome um I went to the sex in the city situation <laughs> you know like who's our Charlotte for the so forever Quinn. comparison yes uh obviously Camille is giving me Carrie vibes um Ty definitely Miranda Mm. And then Angie, not so much Samantha, but obviously the more boisterous of the characters. I have to say, I had the most, I had, I had, a, I had difficulty with her character um, just simply because I felt like it was a little bit too on the nose with some of how Black women are portrayed in media um granted no tv show is perfect obviously but it was it was rough sometimes because she was very stereotypical at times and I didn't I didn't want that considering we didn't have it necessarily in the other characters as well it's like why does the bigger woman have to be this you know and that's that's my um unfortunately respectability politics coming out so <laughs> I a thousand percent agree with you though first of all I love your breakdown of the comparison with singing sex of the city because I didn't but then once you say it I like I totally am on the same page I see it um and I'll say this I'll say I feel like both Quinn and Angie were more stereotypical and less flushed out characters than Camille and Ty. Like, I feel like, especially until we started getting further in the series, Quinn to me was very bougie, light-skinned, black woman vibe, right? And then you had Angie who was more stereotypical, uh, uh, more full-figured brown-skinned black woman vibe. And it's like, there's so much nuance to who we are and what we bring to the table that I definitely agree with you I did not feel like they were fully flushed out just yet I feel like they both hit points where I was like ah okay I see a little bit more I see a little bit more peeling back those layers a little bit so they have more to offer yes yeah same page um our ladies are dealing with some shenanigans and dating straight out the gate on this first episode Camille almost has relations with a student Malik 
until he wanted her to eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> yo, yo. I'm sorry. Let me contain myself. <laughs> that man putting his legs up in the air was a lot. Like, um, well, what are we doing now? Uh, what? <laughs> and for that to be, we just got on the bed and that's what you offer me straight off the top, sir. Like, that's to not even be in a committed relationship. And you're asking me to do things. All right. <laughs> I will do anything for love. <laughs> uh, that was the, I won't do that. You said anal, girl. All right. Ty tried to get out of her comfort zone and ended up giving and never receiving. Again, we're talking sexually. <sighs> Possibly the biggest shenanigans, though, were left to Quinn, who we see go all the way to Long Island and commute for cock, as Angie put it, <laughs> only to wind up without her date or purse or way home Was after return from the bathroom. Girl, okay. Ended up spending the night cold on a bench. Delora, again, I don't feel like we really need to discuss our feelings on eating ass, but I'm also... <laughs> I'm also not leaving my purse to hold on to my seat and a man. What about you? Somebody's son, I don't know. No, no. She just met him. She met this man from an app. And you see him eyeballing this other woman. So he already is giving you the signs that he's not going to be respectful of you and your attention on this particular date. So let it go. Let it go. Episode one ends on a cliffhanger with Camille approaching her ex, Chef Ian, who has surprisingly come back to town from Paris after four years. Again, I have not watched P-Valley, so this was such a pleasant introduction to Tyler Lepley, who plays Ian. He's not ugly. I'm just saying. Far from it. Although his real life shenanigans make him less attractive. I just, I removed that from my mind. I just removed it. (laughs) You know what? I actually was having this conversation with my sister because like you mentioned, we love a good Google search. I'm starting to not, I I might not have to look into these men in these rom-coms specifically, like if they're attractive or whatever, like, I need for you to stay in this character because your real life shenanigans, no, makes it very difficult to find you attractive. Oof. And we didn't even ever talk about some other people, but I digress. Um, episode two, Ty is being featured in Forbes Major. Angie is offered a part in a musical version of Get Out on Broadway that she turns down. And Quinn. The funniest. in this show i'm gonna ask you later if you would have gone to see that show and quinn must go to her mom again played by d jasmine guy due to money problems when the rent is hiked at her boutique one of the funniest scenes of this episode for me delora was when ty had a one night stand and the next morning realizes not only did the chick dip she she ate her leftovers (laughs) crazy i would have been i would have been sick do y'all understand i once cried over macaroni and cheese like my sister my sister cried over a pork chop i we were young my dad's gonna hear this and crack up we were i had to be no more than five or six years old which meant my sister was no more than like three 
or four, right? I have no excuse. I was at least in middle school. (laughs) My sister didn't eat her dinner. And so we put it in the fridge. My dad ate it because, again, what was the likelihood of a four-year-old finishing the pork chop? Well, my sister was looking for that pork chop and she was like, I will never forget. She was like, you ate my pork chop. Oh, baby. <laughs> it was a poor baby. And my dad could not let that down. I mean, we still talk about it today. It's like, but you ate my pork chop. Oh, like, poor baby. Poor baby. No, especially when your leftovers, first of all, when the meal was hidden and you were looking forward to those leftovers. And she said she had aged it. You know there are certain meals that taste better the next day Pasta. or two. When those flavors set in, everything is perfection. Girl, I would have been sick. I'm just saying. Would have been sick. That's rude. That's disrespectful. It was highly disrespectful. And the fact that she still licked the plate. (laughs) Hilarious. Camille is dealt two blows this episode. First, her mentor and department head, Robin, who committed to getting her a full-time position at Columbia, got suspended. And when she finally, who I love from my big fat great rat. Wedding. Oh, absolutely, the aunt. She's what like, you, you mean don't you don't eat, don't eat no meat? meat? You don't eat no meat? Oh, that's ah, okay. I make. I lamb. make lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that recently to somebody. So listen, my big fat oh, Greek wedding still hits. I quoted all the time. Still hits all the time. And when Camille finally has a face to face with Ian at a mutual friend's engagement party, who they actually set up. She shares a kiss with this man despite his date and finds out she's his whole fiance. Delora, do you do you think a Titanic themed engagement party was wise? Absolutely not. (laughs) Like, do they know how the movie ends? That and that's so what 22 years ago? Like, why are we? Well, some things are ageless. Yeah, it's a classic, but it's just like, but it's, it's like no you're for me. dooming your marriage by having a Titanic-themed engagement party. Like, it spoke volumes for the episode for me. Like, that should have been foreshadowing. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, Ian was being real messy, real messy, because he ain't stopped Camille from kissing him. He knew he had a whole fiance. He, he ain't stopped the situation. And he was vibing with her so tough within two minutes where are you going why don't you stay like that doesn't sound like a taken man nope not at all in episode three camille meets the new department head <laughs> dr pruitt aka Whoopi, who does not seem very impressed despite camille's fandom she got invited to tea at her home, which did not improve things much. But Dr. Pruitt did show up to a Gentry Y rally. Camille spoke at really only to impress her. But unfortunately, Ian is the chef at the restaurant they are protesting. Give me your thoughts. You know, at this point in the show, it was really hard for me to understand if Dr. Pruitt was genuinely being hard on Camille you know or if Camille just wasn't as good as she thought she was like you know that saying of you know you were feeling yourself you were smelling yourself like oh I'm it this role is for me but 
it made me wonder if Camille never had to work as hard as Dr. Pure has had made her up until this point. And she kept failing royally. <laughs> like every time. It's to the point where I'm like, girl, I do appreciate typically when we see Black women in these spaces, we're killing a game, right? Like Ty, she's on the cover of freaking Forbes, you know? But to see Camille make all these missteps was was a hard pill to swallow. So, you know, I'm like, oh. Especially okay. Black woman on Black woman, right? Because I think once yes. we see each yes. other in rooms, we gravitate towards each other because we feel like, oh, if nobody else is going to support me, you're going to be mm-hmm. the one to support me. Yes. So from that initial interaction, when she burst into her office, yes, Whoopi was on a phone call. You probably should have knocked and took a minute, but the energy was not good just yeah. straight off the bat and that no. was disappointing for me because I was like I'm Camille yes. on that moment like you're meeting someone that you, you idolize in the academic space and her vibe towards you is just and then she was like oh I've heard so much about you but it doesn't seem like it's good things like what have you heard you know what I mean so it's it was it was disappointing but to your point Camille stepped in it continuously from this point forward so I feel like I can't just put the onus on Dr. Pruitt because, you know, Camille, Camille's going to do some things that I, that really disappoint me career-wise. So yep. Ty's excitement over her Forbes interview is complicated when the reporter covering her turns out to be her previous, and of note, Caucasian one-night stand, who asks her on an actual date post-interview. Is this a conflict of interest at this point? Yes. <laughs> yes, I believe so. Now, I can't say that I don't feel like things like this happen in real life, but we, you know, I would be, I wouldn't even be, I would be hesitant on both sides, right? I'd be hesitant on the reporter's side because I'm professional. And then on Ty's side, the interview ain't out yet. So if this doesn't go well. Until it's in print, we can, we can make googly eyes, but I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a big deal. This is major. remember that time I was in Forbes and that article went well yeah we can have drinks over that (laughs) exactly let me talk to you post uh publishing um Angie's apparent track record you mentioned her being a Samantha uh with connections with her Uber drivers (laughs) continues throughout these first few episodes but Delora after getting Quinn's account locked on Uber for excessive cancellations, trying to find this latest Uber driver she's connected with. He pops up doing food delivery, but is technically homeless and living Living in in his car. car. It was the wake-up call Angie needed to reconsider Get Out the Musical. Would you have um, given this man a chance, given his predicament? (laughs) This ain't about me, Ashley. This ain't about me, okay? All right, (laughs) I can barely contain. I can barely contain myself. I know Dolores so well. And if a man rolled up, living out his car, she would run out that car so fast. I'm not sorry. worth my time. Not I'm worth sorry. my time. And I am not saying that his life does not matter. I'm not saying that he does not have value. I am not saying that he is not going to one day turn it all around. I am hot. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is too funny. No, I think, I think obviously we were all Angie at that moment of like, wow. Okay. So I have to decide what's going to work best for me in my life. For me at this moment in time, watching it the multiple times we did, I was more pissed off of what she did to freaking Quinn's Uber account than the fact that she found out this man lives out of his car. You didn't, there could have been a more logical, sensible way of handling that situation. (laughs) There has to have been. You can go back and look at your drivers. She was so reckless with Quinn financially this entire series. Pissed me off. Even when she came to pick Quinn up from that horrible date, she was wearing her coat. She was wearing her glasses. You know, in some ways, she kind of was giving me Maxine Shaw to talk about another iconic group of women. And Maxine would always love to go and you know their house Khadija and their but house. at least Max had money you know what I mean that's true she was just cheap but Max she would always take girl. their stuff and eat their food but at least and she could replace it you know that's, that's the difference touche strong difference um Quinn Quinny Quinn Quinn thought she had hit her dating rock bottom previously but she was set up this episode for a pyramid scheme pitch. That was a new one for me. Not as bad as the uber popular Tinder swindler, but still shady AF. Have you ever heard of someone getting set up for a pyramid scheme off a date? No, but I thought it was funny though, because it kind of proved how badly her dating situation was <laughs> that she got catfished. In sitting in a freaking infomercial or whatever you call it. I that was funny. I was like, that's a new low for me. I have not seen this. <laughs> mm-hmm. In episode four, did you take a side in Ian and Camille's fight regarding gentrification in the restaurant? <sighs> okay, what I'm gonna say is a little sticky, okay? Because I have lived in areas that have been gentrified being an outer towner you know I've moved in spaces where I did not know the history you know and what was and for Ian his perspective is purely business purely capitalistic right it's like I know you miss I forget the, the gentleman. Raise. Raise, right? But Raise wasn't making no money and Raise wasn't going to pass it on to anybody. So on to the next, right? But I do understand the sentimental value of what Camille was saying. So I'm still going to take, I, I'm going to take Ian's side on this one for now. I'm not saying I'm always on this side of the gentrification conversation, but it's like if a place is going to go through this process, I'm a Black man at the helm of it, you know, maybe I can make a difference. I feel like Ian won the argument when he said, how can you talk? You work at Columbia. It's not like you work at HBCU. So who are you to talk? that was the point where I was like you're right 
So it's, it's done. I did not like him trying to use this to say that this was about revenge for him being engaged and stuff like that. I feel like that was very much trying to gaslight her. Um, and I didn't respect that. Yeah, point. that was low blow. And yeah. I'm like, you're the one bringing this up. So. Exactly. Exactly. But but he did get me with the, you know, if you about it, be about it. And Camille, you're making similar decisions. So you're really not the person, even if this is a valid point, you're not the person to make it. So there you go. The answer to the Titanic themed engagement party was answered when the wedding was called off because the groom to be Paul cheated with the caterer. Mm, mm, mm. See, it's, it's the cheating right before the wedding for me. That's like. And with the caterer? Usually it's with the stripper i.e. Mario Lopez. Or a bridesmaid, you know. <laughs> Ty you know, had... I, you know my real life. That's what happened to Mario Lopez in his first marriage. Oh. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you... The Doritos girl. I definitely yeah. remember because she also did a guest spot on Felicity. Yep. Yes, I absolutely remember. <laughs> now I want Doritos. Oh my goodness, Ashley. Let me get my Target card out. <laughs> I literally stood in Walgreens for a good five minutes today deciding if I wanted a bag of Doritos or Flamin' Hots like so much so the guy at Walgreens was like do you need help I said no why didn't you just get both and that's a good question because again I'm trying to make better decisions and I feel like <laughs> you know what Flamin' Hots hitting so good girl, the way my body goes I would have definitely consumed both of them in one sitting and deeply regretted it when my body revolted so yeah I made the decision I shouldn't get anything I was like you know what I'm just gonna go leave this section of the store and I'm just gonna get the stuff I came here for so I'm talking a lot of sugar honey iced tea because the way my body's set up as soon as I eat five chips it shows up on my chin without fail without fail usually when I make the decision to go in you know, my aunt is, has come to visit and it, it is what it is at that point. Right. But, uh, I recently got into hot tamales again. So good. <laughs> so good. We digress. Ty had a struggle with her hair for her Forbes photo shoot. She had to leave her usual barbershop after an uncomfortable exchange, which I know was hotly debated. We don't need to get into all that. And unfortunately, the salon she found did her dirty. Laura, I was shocked the first time I watched this at the lack of options in Harlem for a good haircut. But what'd you think of that wig she was about to wear? Oh, yeah, it was a strong no. And, you know, I agree. I'm like, I find this to be very hard to believe that she was not able to find a viable backup for what she was looking for in Harlem people like I don't let just anybody touch my hair but you know we have to go to the hairdresser I feel like I feel like and I'm not a man or someone who goes to a barbershop to get my hair cut that it would be easier but you know that's just me that's why I want to shout out the hair kitchen because the talent of Brittany okay if I want my hair straight she knows how to press it if I want my hair natural, she got me when I just buzzed and tapered the back of my head and dyed it. She knows how to do it. I'm like, you are a godsend because people don't know how to do all these things. Well, that's how Neither. I feel about my hairdresser here. Ukali girl. 
do y'all things out here as hairstylists and barbers. We appreciate yeah. y'all. Question, are you a regular at any restaurants like Camellia's with Red Lobster? Girl, the only time I've been uh, a regular where everybody knows my name, um, it was at a Waffle House <laughs> during our master's program. So that Waffle House outside of Wright, Pat. On Colonel Glenn. The black lady knew me and she hooked me up with my all-star breakfast every time I stopped before our, our, you know, our class, especially on Fridays. It was Fridays that I needed to have dinner or whatever. Um, And then I stopped going. I didn't even tell her I wasn't going to come anymore, but that was the closest it it, it got. How about you? Oh, it's Zoe's Kitchen for me. When I tell y'all, the Zoe's Kitchen that is in Orlando near my job, I used to go to so much that when my favorite staff member left because he was moving, we hugged. Like he knew my name, he knew my order. We bantered, like it was a whole thing. And I was so sad. And I'm sad now because I've been working remotely that I do not, that location closed during COVID. And I was devastated because I was like, they had such great staff. They were so good, like irreplaceable. But it was, I'm sorry, I said Zoe's Kitchen. Jason's Deli, my bad. I do love Zoe's Kitchen though, but it's Jason's Deli correct that yeah oh and one more place culver's around the corner from my house apparently we had such a culver kit that the lady was so nice to me whenever i placed my order she gave me a vip card and i get to not 10 percent off any of my orders <laughs> i didn't know that existed okay either i'm like is this what privilege feels like (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it is yes it is so camille came away with more than just some cheddar bay biscuits though love connection with fellow panelists from a moment at columbia jameson okay new man in the game watch your back ian He's so handsome. Like, I really... You were you loved Ian. I'm not Ian. You loved Jameson in this series. I did. I was like, you know, he just seemed like a solid guy. He did. He really did. Angie pretended to be a Jamaican nanny for a random white lady to get money to join the acting union for the Get Out musical. Girl, that child was frightening, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I would have done that for the money. (laughs) children do not underestimate children that's all I gotta say <laughs> I was called I started calling her Damien I said Mm-mm. she seemed like the type that tried to murder you in your sleep like I'm not playing with these kids <laughs> like that movie we were talking about or the show the woman across the street yes in the window <laughs> absurd this little nine-year-old monster or the good son Macaulay oh, Culkin yeah. oh my god oh my god okay in the My Cousin Skeeter reunion, we did not know we needed. Robert Richard, aka Sean, gives us a strip show on a night out as Oscar de la Dick You Down and connects with Camille. In an interview, Megan Good mentioned being protective over those camera angles, girl. Men in thongs do not do it for me. But Delora, you think you could fall in love with a stripper? No. 
No, although we did love the second Magic Mike. Like Ooh, that was the first child. time where I was like, oh my goodness, I think I get it. No, uh, when Channing Table <laughs> did the double chairs, that lives rent free in my mind. Shout out to the girls night out. Me, you, and Shamika. So much fun. Now we kind of need to do it in Vegas now, right? So y'all just oh. let me know when. Y'all just let me know when. <laughs> I, that was that was an amazing film going experience i'll just it say really that it was it really was but to your point ashley i think i'm a quintessential woman i need for you to say things to me i need to read things like i don't need anything twirling in my face <laughs> <laughs> how about you <laughs> do i think i could fall in love with a stripper Sure. I like Sean. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Sean throughout this season is definitely going to win me over. It's not oh, yeah. about yeah. the stripping, I'm talking, right? I'm about the initial in- The initial thing I would have been like Quinn and not taking that seriously probably. Because yes. I'm like, he probably yes. has, you know, does this in women all the time, all the time. X, Y, and Z, right? That's why I couldn't trust it. Yeah, yes. and that wasn't the vibe she was on anyway. She was doing this to try to escape from her mentality of trying to find love and a yes. relationship. So, you know, he just happened to be more than we were bargaining for. But I guess Absolutely. I say I said my first statement to say I would not just take your occupation and say, no, I couldn't fall in love with you or date you because clearly oh. he was much more than a stripper. Well, see, I'm not the jealous type, but I wouldn't feel comfortable of, you know, a lot of crazy stuff goes on in strip clubs that that's we, true. We but know he's supposed to be hands off. And that's why I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. Listen, a porn star, now that would be a different conversation. But if they supposedly just look at it and not touching, I think I can do it. Porn star, that's probably past my personal comfort zone. So <laughs> episode five, Delora, how'd you feel about Jameson? Your boy Jameson. I was gonna say, luckily, my husband has a degree in biology and chemistry. So <laughs> I don't worry about any of <laughs> There you go. <laughs> How'd you feel about your TV bay though, researching Camille prior to going out with her? This made me uncomfortable. It made me very uncomfortable. But to play Angel's advocate, what is the number one complaint we hear when it comes to in you know today's dating world? Men do not try. There's no effort. It's you know apps and hitting and quitting and asking for random favors that only people in committed relationships should ask for. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm going back to the, the student situation from earlier. Uh, I feel like, is it creepy? Yes. However, I feel like he was really showing genuine interest towards her. And he was he was trying now I do think it was creepy that he was trying to bump into her that was that made me uncomfortable but again playing Angel's advocate I feel like he was trying he was he was trying to do effort he was trying to give effort I feel like it only got creepy because he got caught because I feel like 
especially these days with access to people's social media and with Google, we definitely Google people. We definitely check their IG. We definitely do those things. But I agree with Camille that it was the additional layers of deception of pretending like he was interested in these things and had no idea she was interested in those things that probably took it a little bit too far for me. But I have to say also, this is the point where Camille really started to get on my nerves because allowing personal things to throw her off with work bothered me, Delora. The fact that she was Girl. late to meet Dr. Pruitt after the debacle on the panel Makes was no so sense. reckless. Agreed. He had no excuse for that. And then her undergraduate student, Nora, got a position above her. Like, and she apparently had B.O. Like, t- she took so many L's. So many, and I agree. I was very uncomfortable and disappointed in her. I'm like, you're supposed to be black girl magic. And not to say that we're not human. We're not human. You know, we are very much human and there's beauty in our humanity, but I don't know too many black women that's taking these type of L's and still employed. (laughs) Don't. I think it's just like, uh, just this cascading issue that you already know Dr. Pruitt kind of the odds are stacked against you with her liking you she had finally showed a little bit of interest she came to the rally she invited you to be on the panel you fucked that up with the yeah. whole Ian situation she's giving yeah. you opportunity now to come in and talk to her about it you left the strip show early and then because of this now one night stand or whatever with Jameson now you you late like it was just it was the way in which everything happened that to me it was just so irresponsible and, and that's seemed, what annoyed me all you had to do was set your phone alarm sis and she is supposed to be an experienced worker it'd be different if this was like college internship type of situation it's like no you you've been in the game like what are you doing what and you're doing? you're working hard for these things. It's not nobody yeah. else should want this more for you than you, right? Exactly. Stripper Sean is trying to be a keeper. Good sex and breakfast in bed, which that would have been that would have been it for me to learn. Um, turns <laughs> out he has a son though, which adds another reason Quinn was trying her best to keep it cute and casual. As I said, I like Sean though, and. I love all these men cooking in the series. Let me say that. You got yeah, Chef Ian. I, I like Sean too. Mm-hmm. Ian's mama still loves her son Camille too. Invites her to her retirement party. Delora, are ex's families off limits? Girl, I don't know. I don't know. Because I've heard some stories. You know what I mean? I, you would think. You would think. But it does seem disrespectful to the fiance. Hmm. And you know what's interesting is they never even made Mira seem like the type that was bothered, right? You never even saw her take issue with the fact that Camille was even there. They never even showed her question it. So my thought, though, was that Camille was definitely playing with fire. Like her and Ian already had their kiss after seeing each other that first time. And they fall right back into that comfortable chemistry after five minutes together at this party. And to be fair, it's to me always Ian who 
makes the comfort asking her to be find the knife for him and be his sous chef and all this and that like he knows exactly what he's doing mm-hmm. he knows exactly what he's doing mm-hmm. quinn also attends the party and sean pops up to return a necklace from their night and girl helps her secure the bag with the five figure 25k job to, to design ian's fiance's dress yikes was it just business in this case for Quinn to take the job? Because I was a bit conflicted. Oof. I don't know. She needed to take that job, though. She did. Her business was sinking, right? It was it was hard times out here for her. And this was what she needed to get over that hump, to get into the black and really become, you know. Viable as a yeah. business owner. Yes. So I was for herself too, because she was going outside of her comfort zone as well. This is a wedding dress, you know. And if Mira has the budget to spend twenty five k, she must also have a social circle that That has the budget to be spending that That amount of money on clothes. So I, I I was conflicted because yes, normal friend code. I would say this is a no-go. I would say this is wrong. But I feel like Camille needed to step back and think like this is an amazing opportunity though. And I'm already possibly going to start fucking him again anyway. So, you know. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Well, she's the one that broke up with him in the first place. So Indeed. That part, Delora, that part. Ty getting back to Ty, was feeling a bit awkward and a bit judged this episode about her one night stand turned girlfriend, who is again, a white woman. Cause she did create an app, a dating app for people of color, of color. to find yeah. love. Yeah. She dumps her by the end of the episode and is called a coward. Delora, give me your thoughts. Woo, I don't know, man. This one was a tough one, right? I think... The way she handled the situation, though, was rude and gross. Like, really? Like, Ty, where's your decorum, right? <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, she needed some private time to herself to hash all that out, not in front of that woman. I, I thought that was, I, I thought that wasn't a good look. What mm. about you? I think it's tough because as a Black person, you can definitely relate and understand the feelings that Ty is feeling dating, not just outside of your race, but dating a white person. There is a stigma attached to it. There is judgment that comes with that. And you have to decide how you want to address and handle that, not only within yourself, but also within your community. Um, And I personally don't think you should make those decisions based off of other people's opinions, but you have to, you have to live the life that's comfortable for you. So I try not to judge Ty harshly for that. I tried to have some understanding, but at the same time, if this woman makes you happy, Ty, then you're only harming yourself by allowing the thoughts and feelings of other people to keep you from this connection with this other person. Oh yeah, I've I've had several girlfriends tell me like, oh yeah, um, I dated a white boy in college or whatever, but it didn't work out because we wouldn't have been able to be in each other's circles. 
And that's a real thing. You know what I mean? Like you all might've had what it took to go the distance, but if your community and your environment does not allow that, then you're going to have to go back to the drawing board. Um, It can be very tough. I mean, it can be very tough, especially if your family is completely anti and therefore it would significantly impact, if not completely strain your relationships with your loved ones. And there are still those, those possibilities for some. Or like ties to the South and ownership. Like that would be a no-go for me. I mean, yeah, we're getting into the deep history because they never really said that that the character no, of, of no. Anna was problematic. You know no. what I mean? They never addressed yes. that part, but that is valid because we don't know. You know, that may come up later. Hey, my family was slave owners. Well, in that case, ma'am, it was so nice meeting you. A great, it was great while it lasts. Yeah. But I'm saying more from a social perspective because that's really what we were dealing with when it came to Ty's hesitation, um, what people were going to think of her. And and you also got to factor in, and this is a real thing Ty is successful and powerful. And there is a narrative that goes around that says, especially for Black men, right? If you make it, quote unquote, you don't seem to have time (laughs) or the bandwidth to be with a Black woman, right? I would have once quoted Kanye here, but I won't. Um, Agreed, Delora, agreed. And I think she, I mean, she recognized that, right? That's why she, again, made the decision that she made and We'll keep moving forward and see what she does next. But yes. episode six is winter time and cuffing season. Angie, this is funny. This is funny. <laughs> Angie goes on a quest to find a full size lover, but she was late in the game on locking a man down and ends up coupling up with a fellow surprisingly actor from the musical. This was yes. Angie's first real relationship of the series. Yeah. Quinn forms a connection and provides a new wardrobe to Isabella, introduced by her mother. Isabella is a local rising politician seeking a seat in Congress. What do you think, by the way, of Quinn's designs? It was neither here nor there for me. Like, I wasn't like, yes. There were one or two outfits that I was like, oh, that's nice. But, you know, it's the typical when you're watching a rom-com an artist oh here's my work here's my photography is it really as amazing as they play it up it might be amateur at best <laughs> yeah I agree I liked a couple of things like the the outfit she picked out for Isabella I did think that was cute but I remember that one white lady came in and it was like a colorful dress with like yeah. the sheer panels I was like that's yeah. hideous Hideous. Not in love with it, no. Yeah, so it was hit and miss, I agree. Quinn takes Sean with her to one of Isabella's fundraisers and lies about what Sean does and about him having a kid. She says he's a dancer with Alvin Ailey. Sean was so upset. Give me your thoughts on this debacle of lies and tales. He should be upset. Quinn needs to understand that if she wants someone to be with her fully, she has to accept them fully. And I think it was absolutely rude of her 
to speak for him. He is a grown ass man who has been doing his thing for a long time. You don't need to speak for him or you shouldn't invite him. And who are you to be embarrassed of me? Like, are you suddenly better than me that you feel the need to make up lies about who I am? I agree with you. I thought it was very rude. And I mean, she herself realized that she was acting like her mother. Yep. And it made her change her heart about old Sean. Camille goes to the soft launch of Ian's restaurant and um, brings Jameson, who she's giving another shot. Turns out fiance Mira is a big fan, which was hilarious. Called him yep. a real life superhero. And uh, Ian was jealous. Very. Watching this scene, though, made me so nostalgic for having actual events to get dressed up for, Delora. But the ultimate question, team Ian or team Jameson? You know me, I like to take the path that's a lot easier when it comes to relationships because I don't believe love should be this complicated. Mm. And I'm going to say Jameson because guess what? He's actually available. That part, right? I want to be team Jameson in my heart, but I know that her heart is still with Ian. So it's hard to say Team Jameson, because Jameson is such a great guy. He deserves someone's full, full love attention. and yeah. full attention. So, But here's the deal. Is it self-inflicting showing up to all of his events, his mom's retirement party, the soft launch? She didn't have to go to any of these places. She knew she exactly what she was doing. Again, she's playing with fire. Now, while Jameson does get that invite to meet the girls... As you pointed out, Ian was definitely salty and shot off that text asking, are we making a mistake? Messy, messy, messy. Ty passes out on the subway to end episode six due to back pain she's been dismissing as just cramps and is in the hospital in episode seven with Quinn by her side, the negligent doctor claims all she needs is a blood transfusion and thinks she's just there for opioids even though she tells him she's been on her period for 11 days this scene raised my blood pressure delora because of the reality surrounding lack of care and concern that cost people their lives i mean i i feel like i'm learning this lesson as an adult on how i do respect doctors I do respect their expertise, but it's also really important to advocate for yourself and speak up. And if you go to see the doctor and they're not addressing what you need them to address, you need to speak up about it because there's been, there's been too many times growing up that I was just like, oh, well, they're, they're, they know what they're doing. And and at the end of the day, they're very much human. (laughs) It's very much a practice. Therefore it's like, I'm not satisfied with this. We probably need to dig further. And that's why you need more than one reference, right? Or opinions on certain matters. And so to your point, this was very discouraging. Also why you need diversity in healthcare, because as we could see, his comments were raced in laced, raced, laced in racism in his thought that she was there to try to get drugs, right? Um, very upsetting. I have a friend whose partner 
died tragically at a very young age because of not being taken seriously when it came to pain in a hospital, just given a prescription and sent home. Yeah. So it's very real, very big reality and a very big concern that needs to be addressed in society. What do you think of the musical director asking Angie to apologize to the white lead of the Get Out musical who she apparently offended by asking if she was racist as she was calling everything ghetto? I felt like he was taking the easy route, the easy way out. It is ingrained in our society to apologize and move on. It is the road less traveled to actually do the work and dig into the fact that what that young lady was saying, calling things ghetto was unacceptable. Now, her using ghetto, does that make her racist? No. I think racist, that term is thrown around casually. But there, there's such thing as racist tendencies. <laughs> or as Rachel Lindsay said, there's levels to this. So. There are very much levels to this. To your point in our hot topics last week, that was Joe Rogan was talking some eugenics type stuff, thinking that Black people weren't intelligent, that we're only good for our bodies and strength or whatnot. But yes, it was very flippant for that young lady to call everything ghetto and I thought it was within Angie's right to call her out on it now of course when the waterworks started to happen and she somehow becomes the victim that's where things got complicated and I don't think the director wanted to do that work I think you said it perfectly Camille finds out Dr. Pruitt is interviewing outside candidates for the position she was hoping for. And when she makes a request for an endorsement, Dr. Pruitt gives her a very candid and quick no. Tells her she's not ready. And she could mess this opportunity up for other Black people. Made her cry. And finally got her to attend a therapy session she had been missing. Girl, give me your thoughts on this scene. Because it was something. I was gutted. I was gutted. I was like, yo. And at the same time, this is me trying to find the silver lining. And again, my excitement to even have Whoopi in this role because she looked amazing. I loved her hair and the glasses. (laughs) Anyway, uh, she was a whole vibe, a whole moment. Uh, But at the same time, I feel like this could have been a really good, great opportunity of tough love in some ways because of the person who ultimately took the role made Camille, it kind of brought her back down to earth on where she stood. That's me trying to find the silver linings. (laughs) What about you? Dr. Fu had told her it's easy as a seven to stand out in a room full of fives. And that right there (laughs) shattered me. I was like, wow, because again, we have to remember, this is not just your boss telling you this. This is not just another black woman telling you this. This is something, someone that you truly idolized and looked up to who's telling you this. And I think 
the way that Dr. Pruitt was, she was so matter of fact about everything that it, I mean, it did make you feel bad for Camille, but it also, again, made me think, Camille, how are you going to process this and now move forward? Like, you know, this, this may be a setback, but what are we going to do to get to that next level? Maybe this is exactly what you needed to propel you forward. So I was, I was curious to see what's going to, what was going to happen. And we'll get back to that. Ty passes out again in the airport trying to get to Afrotech and this time has better health care, thank God, and had to have emergency surgery for a ruptured ovarian cyst. Turns out she also has fibroids and a polyp and the doctor rather offensively recommends a hysterectomy. But girl, the big surprise for everybody is that Ty has a husband named Brandon, who gave permission for her surgery. I've never had a friend who's kept such a large secret before, so I couldn't really decide how I would have felt as the girls kind of finding out this news. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Luckily, I've not dealt with anything on this magnitude. (laughs) But yeah, shock of the century. (laughs) For real. But we do quickly get our answers because in episode eight, it's a flashback episode five years prior. Ian and Camille, <laughs> Ian and Camille were about to move to Paris together. Angie had a single out, fabulous townhouse and a driver. Quinn worked in finance and was dating a co-worker with the full approval of her mother. And Ty was working for a predominantly white male app company and considering cohabitating with her girlfriend. None of that shit worked out, Delora, <laughs> including no. Hillary becoming president. Quinn oh, was <laughs> Quinn was miserable. That was necessary. <laughs> sorry. That I'm hurt. sorry. It's it's just the facts of the episode. Quinn was miserable and quit her job, much to her mom's disapproval, which I enjoyed that we got a better understanding that it was based on her own resentment in her marriage due to the fact that she herself didn't earn money. So she felt like it was going to create a resentful dynamic between her and her daughter. Um, Angie loses her record deal and perks, including that townhouse due to a merger. That was very humbling because she was on one. Girl girl she was annoying then and today and probably tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) ty's girlfriend gets scared off when she tells her about her marriage and the fact that ty left just left without a word to him about anything rightfully so and that's probably why ty never brought it up until then exactly and after we see the sacrifices to her career, flakiness of Camille's mom, and Ian's error with his passport. We see Camille decide, that's why Camille decided to stay in Harlem and broke up with Ian as they were about to get into the cab to leave. And girl, when he's in that cab leaving, we see he had a ring, he is about to propose. You said you love a good flashback. What did you enjoy about this glimpse back into our foursomes lives? It just gave us perspective, especially especially with Angie's character, to be honest. You know, it's like, not to say that she needed to have proven anything by any stretch of the imagination, but it's good to know that she was on a clearer path uh, because, you know, we're introduced to her, you know, seeming lost, you know, trying to figure out her way. She knows she's an entertainer. Oh, and, you know, seeming lost but then also very stubborn of what she's willing to take 
and not take. And for me, that's infuriating because for me, it's like, I have a very shiny job now, but this time last year, I made no money. So I'm speaking from personal experience. So like I have, I've been through life enough to have been, mind you, I was raising a a child. (laughs) So I'm not going to discredit myself anymore with that. But if I needed to work at Starbucks, I'm going to ask you what your name is and make you the best frappuccino I can make you know what I mean like there you go and the Bible Kendrick Lamar said be humble go ahead and quote the Bible though (laughs) do not despise small beginnings you know what I mean like but it's not even just that once you reach a point of success you also need to keep your humility like we see that you're at this level of what you're seeing as success and you're treating the people around you in such a way that seeing you fall from that wasn't sad because you clearly were not in the right headspace or having the right mentality or you know being the the showing the level of generosity for what you've been given because that's a great point everything can always be stripped away from you you will never reach a level in this life that cannot be stripped away from you so just remember that sis all right let's wrap up this series with episodes nine and ten the get out musical was apparently horrible and mercifully gets shut down (laughs) due to not having jordan peele's actual approval wouldn't that be the first thing you would have got if you were going to do a get out musical what's that saying um ask for is it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission not in this case copyrights and you know girl you'd be surprised oh you'd we know surprised. we know but i'm just saying <laughs> i was planning on taking this the broadway y'all know the word was gonna get out literally you hear that you know the word was gonna get out you see what i did there yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quinn's connection with Isabella turns romantic with Quinn wanting to try some okra, as she put it. Did you see that coming? Because I have to say, I felt some vibes even when they were at the boutique. 1000%. I picked that up. I was like, Quinn is about to try something new. Mm -hmm. Talk about Uh, adding some layers. Yes. 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 Um, Can we talk about how Isabella got some game like Isabella was coming very strong and she was like that from day one my deal was mama didn't pick up any uh, up on any of this like because it was obvious even in the interaction with her mama in the room I mean Isabella is a beautiful successful on the climb woman and she saw something she liked so she said let me go ahead and shoot this shot all she can do is say no. And, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this, you know, I'm personally, because. It gave me real AOC vibes, by the way. And they referenced AOC. She was trying to come yes. for that spot of the youngest member of Congress. But I, I'm curious to see where this goes personally, because, again, this is completely out of Quinn's comfort zone. But on, also, she has Sean. So how is Sean this. Is still in the picture. Yeah. yeah. How is this going to resolve? Right. So. Yeah. Ty's attempts to finalize her divorce from Brandon was a bit rough, especially when talking finances, but he ultimately was a good guy who was not after her money. Delora, this was, this was sad to me because she was not the nicest to him. Like you already abruptly left this man without any word. Then she was talking to him so reckless 
at the crib like it was upsetting and shame made her lash out Mm. in that way that's very that's that's a good that's a good way to put it because i'm just like girl i would not have put up with none of your shit like he's done nothing to deserve the way that you're treating and talking to him Dr. Pruitt, to your point earlier, hired a very qualified, possibly overqualified black man to fill that associate professor role at Columbia. Girl, he had just been the chair of anthropology at Sarah Lawrence, another prestigious university. Camille felt like she just wasn't good enough and on a drunk night out quits. Jameson invites her to head to the University of Chicago with him. How would you have handled this career setback and this offer? I would not have knocked on my boss's door drunk and quit. I would not have done that. <laughs> and what is up with all these men asking her to move? <laughs> Said one of the ladies, I think it was Angie. I don't know. I, I'm really big on having your own. I really am. I've always been that way. Um, so movie for a man. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough call for me. Unless you're clear on what you want to do, I would probably not recommend it. The only way I feel like this was different than Ian is at least this was still about career and not just about a man. With Ian, she was going to move to Paris. She didn't have anything set up there for her to continue her career. At least with the University of Chicago, you now are unemployed. So you do need to figure out at least she was, she hadn't quit yet, but she was about to be unemployed. Let's say that. So you do need to yeah. figure out what you want to do next. Do you want to go to another university? I mean, why not come out here and just go ahead and find you a good HBCU, sis, to go work well, that, for? It was like their relationship is way too new to just be moving and just staying with a man. That is very true. Not saying I would have came and stayed with you, but I might have tested the waters if I had any interest in University of Chicago that's what I'm saying like to me it wasn't just about a man in that case and you do need to figure out career-wise what you want to do next Columbia I get it that was your you know golden ticket you wanted that but let's be realistic Dr. Pruitt did not give you that opportunity so what are we going to do next Camille or she didn't earn that opportunity because there you go Dr. Pruitt said you know having a social media following is only one facet that's needed the fact she said you do the minimum amount of research again her conversation with Dr. Pruitt as devastating as it was to me was such a great opportunity to learn to absorb and to see what she could do to get better she took it as I'm not good enough that doesn't mean you're never going to be good enough clearly you can do more she's giving you things that you could do to advance the level that you're currently at so Let's let's work on that, Camille. Let's work on it. Camille and Ian got kidnapped and robbed, hopping in the wrong Uber after an outing to buy art for his restaurant. Again, you keep talking about them circling each other. This is another opportunity that did not have to happen. Thankfully, they made it out of this situation. But while they both lie into their partners, by the end of the season, they have professed their love and are making out on the steps of his wedding venue. Mira catches them, watches them. Of course she does. Of course she does. What are you hoping to see if this show is renewed for a season two? And give me your final thoughts. If we get a season two, definitely want to see the fallout of the kiss. Whether it really changes things or not. Because 
sometimes people still move forward to the, with that wedding. You never know, right? Mr. Big. Um, I'm interested in Ty's love life and what's going to happen there. Uh, she actually gave me more of the Samantha vibes with her dating escapades and things like that. Uh, with Quinn, obviously, what is she going to do between these two love interests? Like, very interested to see what happens there. And with Angie, you know, hopefully she'll find her way or maybe find another avenue that she can express herself, create, you know, creatively. Yeah. Final thoughts. Again, wild ride, a lot of fun. Love the flashbacks. Love the epic kiss at the end, even though we all know how messed up that was. <laughs> with Camille, it should be interested to see what she's going to do with her career. I don't think she should drop it all together just because of all the time she had invested into it at this point. You know, I think it's worth seeing, seeing it through and maybe proving Dr. Pruitt wrong. Like, like I'm going to show you one day. <laughs> Use so. it as fuel, sis. Use it as fuel. Exactly. Because sometimes you do need that that grit, that sweat equity to prove a point, even though we don't want to because it's hard. <laughs> you know, motivate some people. Michael Jordan kept many a grudge just to stay motivated. So That, however, was unhealthy. Okay? <laughs> we can all say that. Yeah. Um, love that. Final thoughts for me. First of all, I hope they do get a season two because again, really enjoy this first season. Too they many cliffhangers. It. Yeah. Too many yes. cliffhangers unresolved. I want to see Angie really get a chance to spread her wings. I feel like as a character, um, she probably had the least, at least initial kind of um, momentum, like again, both in love and career. So I want to see a more expansive role for Angie in season two. Um, I'm definitely curious to see what's about to happen with Camille, both in love and in, in, in her career. They named the show Harlem, so I don't think she's going anywhere. But with the whole situation with our boy Ian, like, I really don't think this is going to go well. Like, I think I don't think he's going to get married. But if they continue, I don't think it's going to be an immediate, oh, we're back together and we're happy. I think there's a lot of unresolved additional issues that are going to come into play if we see them, you know, try again in season two. Um, to your point about Quinn, yeah, what is Quinn going to do? And is this her final stop with her career? Because we've seen her in the flashback, like it seems like she's talked about a few things. So is, are we really done career-wise they, with this boutique? Pivots, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then with Ty, I want her to get her health completely under control in a season two. I want to see her continue to thrive and I want her to find happiness, whatever that looks like for her. So super excited. And I want to see our foursome stay together. Like, I, I think yes. I love the episode where they all had different apologies and that it wasn't this big, dramatic blow up situation. They were able to resolve it like in a really beautiful way, because I don't necessarily think as black women, we often see conflict resolved in healthy ways on television. And I think oh. that's very important. Are you referring to Love Hip Hop? You know, or or Weather Wives that they were watching as a reality show. Yes. I love when Quinn was like, where do you meet a meteorologist? I'm like, girl, anywhere. Like, <laughs> anywhere, my, literally. My best, my best friend from high school is a meteorologist. Yes. 
and you know I work with them so it's like yes. so they out in these streets like you can find yeah. them <laughs> but yeah I loved it um again I think it's definitely worth a watch guys if you have not seen this series yet please take a watch love all of our four ladies love Whoopi love Jasmine Guy love our new actors um, who've come in for Ian and Jameson and I hope we get to see this cast in our next season laura that is it for the recap today though girl it's time for as usual hidden gems give me yours Yay! for this week so i have two this week uh the first is on disney plus our boy will smith i feel like after his 50th birthday he has been on some crazy adventures and some of them are captured on his new show called Welcome to Earth, hosted by Will Smith. Each episode explores different things. Um, in one episode, he goes in this little bubble-like thing with two other people, so it's three of them, and they go to the deepest, darkest parts of our ocean. They reach the ocean floor. And they turn on the lights and they see light translucent creatures that has not seen light in probably ever. Like I would, the claustrophobic phobia in me would not be able to handle being around that much water underwater, you know, around having that much water around me and being this close to the ocean floor and so much water above me would freak me the F out. But. Yeah, and I can't swim. So I saw the volcano episode though. So I have seen a little bit of it. Yes, just fascinating. And I just love it because they're all scenic. I mean, he, one of his, one of his bucket, uh, bucket list items was to watch the migration of uh, a herd of wildebeest, like, who puts that on their list? I love how random he is, but he's highly intelligent. So he follows things that maybe the average person does not. And that's very that- Lion King. Like, I feel like, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Like, but very he Lion found King. it and he watched it and it was just super, super cool. So I highly recommend it. And that's part of my, you know, Black history aspect of things like support Black art <laughs> and adventures, apparently. Because I'm like, yes, sir, go on these adventures and have Discovery pay for them. That's there you what, go. That's what we And so about. often, too, Black people didn't have access to these experiences. And yes. thankfully, at his status and wealth, he does. So go for it, baby. Yes. And my second hidden gem. So hear me out. So I have Apple. So I have, which means I have Apple Music. And I... I really enjoy Afrobeats. Like, for example, we love The Gift by Beyonce, mm-hmm. which was from Lion King, again, speaking about Disney. Um, and a lot of those artists that she featured are famous Afrobeat or, you know, African artists. And so one day we have on, on the Apple Music, you, ha- you can look at the top 100 for different countries. And for a lot of Western countries, the top 10 are usually the same with a few exceptions. But I came across the top 100 for Nigeria. And it is like a whole new world to listen to their top 
especially I always make it to at least 25 you know for top 25 songs in the country and it is so much fun so my favorite songs are in particular Burner Man who was featured on The Gift he has this song called B Dior featuring Wizkid also featured on The Gift specifically on Brown Skin Girl that song is a lot of fun there's this number, uh, this other song called Holy Father. Um, I cannot pronounce the artist's name, but oh, and the last one I'm going to highlight is Dior, but it's giving me motherland vibes and I love it. And um, if you want to switch it up, if you want to vibe out, listen to some Afrobeats, l- l- you know, check out these artists like Burning Man, Wizkid, um, there's another, what's another popular artist? Um, uh, Rugar. Check them out. You'll have a good time, I promise. And that's all I have. Oh, final thing. Freaking Ed Sheeran is featured on a song with an African artist. I'm like, okay, Ed Sheeran out here diversifying the profile. <laughs> oh, it's good called Peru. It's in this this track is number 29 by Fireboy uh DML and Ed Sharon. So I mean so many artists have such eclectic tastes too that you know that's one of the great things about music is such a bridge, you know, between culture, yes. between race, between all of that. Love it. I only have two this week too. My first one is Foundation on Apple TV Plus. Fantasy series I've gotten into only one season so far, but it's based on novels about a quest to save humanity and introduced me to two wonderful Black female leads, Lou Lobel and Leah Harvey. Alfred Enoch from How to Get Away with Murder also stars in this series. Season two has not been confirmed yet, but... I'm here for this ride and I'm really enjoying it. And what is this? Is this a a show, right? This is a series, 10 episodes for the first season, Foundation. What what, is it? uh, Sci-fi or? Yeah, it's fantasy sci-fi series in the vein of Star Wars, in the vein of Dune, you know, an introduction to a brand new world, multiple planets, um, the galactic empire, all these various things. So, you know, it's right up our alley, but I just also love um, the Black excellence within the cast and all those things. Again, I do love the two Black female leads. They are excellent. My second hint gem is the After Party on Apple TV Plus, a whodunit series following a high school reunion with the cast I love, starring Tiffany Haddish, Dave Franco, Sam Richardson, Ilana Glazer, Zoe Chow. Um, it's dropping serially on Friday, so there's only four episodes out so far, but I'm really enjoying it. If you get into kind of more of the humor of these comedians and a little bit of dark humor as well, because it is a whodunit kind of series, um, it's very interesting. And again, that is on Apple TV Plus. How's Tiffany in it? She's funny. I mean, she's she's a cop, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. But those are my two hidden gems for this week, Delora. And girl, that is it for our episode today. Guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. We will be back on Thursday with more headlines and hot 
topics. Delora, I hope you get your voice back in time for the next pod, girl. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you all so much uh, for listening to me this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, have a great week.